want to listen and connect, the Broccoli Community Church podcast. We're a group of Christians who meet in South East London and try to live in a way that reflects the love and teaching of Jesus. We hope that as you listen to this talk, it will help you to connect with God. And if you want to find out more about us and what we believe, head over to www.broccolichurch.london. Thanks for listening. This morning, I thought I'd talk to you about feet and lifeboats. Those well-known Christmas things, feet and lifeboats. This verse is, uh, or this scripture is from Isaiah. It was written 700 odd years before Jesus appeared. And um, it was spoken to the people of Israel And uh, it had particular meaning for them. But when you look at it and think about it in uh, the light of who Jesus is and what he did, um, it starts to make some different sense as well. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. For the people of Israel at that time, they were in captivity. They were in slavery, in bondage, in Babylon. And so this message of hope that they would not be in that situation forever reached their ears and their hearts and their minds and caused them great joy. So feet. Let's see. Some babies' feet. I've been learning quite a bit about feet recently. I've been reading a book called Born to Run. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite an amazing book. Um, and uh, it tells the story of a guy who hears about these um, ultra runners, a tribe in Mexico. So they, they're used to running sort of like 100 miles at a time. And uh, it's, you know, an amazing feat of endurance and of technique and everything. And uh, he also looks at, uh, at feet and how they're, how they're made up. 28 bones, 30 joints, 100 muscles and ligaments, all packed into, at the moment, a pair of size nines. And uh, they are absolutely amazing. The structure, the engineering of them is such that when you run, your feet carry the load of seven times your body weight each time your foot makes contact with the ground. So for me, that means every step over half a ton is going through my foot. I'll let you do the maths. That's, is, does that not sound incredible to you? Half a ton when you're running goes through your foot each time it comes in. And yet, most, most of the time, your foot doesn't sort of like crumble and fall apart. Well, certainly mine haven't. But that's not why Jesus or why Isaiah was saying that these feet are beautiful. He was saying that they're beautiful because 
of the message that is being carried by them or by the person whose feet they are. And they're a message of uh, peace, of glad tidings, and of salvation. And uh, the peace that, um, that Isaiah talks about and that Jesus talks about is not that absence of noise or that absence of activity. It's a peace that passes understanding. You can't know it in your head. You can't work out. There's no formula for it. But it's a peace that can be known in our hearts. It's a peace that is active and requires something of us. It requires us to surrender. It requires us to say, I'm not going to keep trying to do things my way. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to try and do things your way. I'm going to take from you, God, rather than try and dictate to you. And that peace which passes all understanding can inhabit our hearts and our minds in the midst of the everyday, in the midst of all of the activity, in the midst of the busyness of this season and of the year in general. That's the peace that was being proclaimed. The good tidings that were being proclaimed were that freedom was coming. That the laws or the tyranny, the subjugation, the slavery, the uh, bondage that that people were living in was coming to an end. That there was someone who was coming who was going to set them free, that was going to rip those chains off them. The shackles would break and they would be able to live as they were created to be the people of God, in freedom, released fully from all that had held them back. Those are the good tidings. We sing about it in a carol, about bringing good tidings of great great joy. Those, Those tidings were for all people. At that moment, they were being spoken to the people of Israel, but the the tidings that Jesus brings are for all people. Young, old, male, female, whatever nation, race, tribe, creed, color. Glad tidings of freedom, of release, of being set free from captivity. And salvation is the the third one. And uh, on this next picture, it's a picture of um, a, a lifeboat Uh, drawing up close to um, some people who are on the rocks. And uh, uh, we we give to uh, our NLI um, because when uh, when our children were younger and we were on British beaches, the fact that there was someone there who was watching out and watching what was going on meant an awful lot to us. I mean, we were still doing it, but, you know, there were professionals who could intervene if if necessary. Um, And... uh, (laughs) Yeah, me in a wetsuit, it's not a good picture. Anyway, um, moving swiftly on. So I get, these, I get these emails with stories of people who the um, RNLI have saved. And uh, often they talk about, uh, the stories are about people who have been cut off on rocks 
They went for a nice romantic walk along the beach, thought, let's go over these rocks, and suddenly the tide comes in, and they have no way back. Um, or children whose parents lovingly put them on an inflatable and watch them disappear into the sunset as the offshore breeze pushes them. There are people that we know of where that's actually happened to them um, in the south of France. And the Coast Guard are called out and they go and they rescue them. Or people at, are going about their daily business, their, their job of fishing, and their, their ship flounders, and uh, the Coast Guard come out. In all of those stories, the people talk about, often talk about, we didn't know we needed to be saved until they turned up. Or we knew that we needed to be saved, but we didn't know if anyone knew that we needed to be saved. And then the Coast Guard turned up and they plucked us out of the water and they took us back to dry land. They set our feet on the quayside and the uh, emergency services tended to our physical needs and we were reunited with our family and we were restored. And that is why Jesus came. Many times, many of us didn't know or don't know that we need to be saved. Because we're, we're enjoying the romantic walk, the scenic walk along the coast. And we don't realize that the tide is coming in and cutting us off. Or we're so busy involved in the stuff of life that we suddenly realize that we're drowning. And the ship's going down and we're really not sure what to do about it. So... Coming back to these feet, these tiny baby feet, they are beautiful. Baby feet are beautiful. I know some people have a bit of a, uh, about feet. But baby's feet, they're, they're soft and they're supple. But these feet, Jesus' feet, these aren't Jesus' feet, but the feet of Jesus, started off as these tiny, soft baby feet. And they grew to be the feet of a, a young lad, a young man who went and spent time in the temple and learnt about Heavenly Father and sat with others. And they then became, they grew and became the feet of the man who was God, who walked around on this earth and brought healing and brought release and brought freedom, all those things that are in that passage. Good tidings, great joy. And they were the feet that were pierced on the cross to bring us that salvation so that we might be saved, whether we realized it or not. And they were the feet that carried him around after he'd risen from the dead, as he met with the disciples, as he met with those who were so amazed that this man who said he was the son of God was alive again. So this Christmas time, if you see a small baby, maybe see their feet. Maybe you see someone else's feet. Just think, the feet that brought good news, glad tidings, salvation and peace. That's what Christmas was about. He came for us. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. Whatever you're doing, just take a moment and reflect on what you've heard and ask God to show you something to take away from it to help you follow him. And if you're ever in the area on a Sunday, you're really welcome to come and join us from 10.30 at Beecroft Garden School.